0: Okay, guys, tonight I'm going to be dealing with a, a topic that might sound a bit strange, but it's going to help us a lot. And it's called Satan's strategy. And I think that when we start talking about us walking and moving in God's things, we have got to understand that Satan has a strategy out there. And one thing that I do appreciate is, is that he hasn't changed his, his strategy, stayed the same. So as we're getting to tonight, I want you to really understand, open your hearts, because this can help you tremendously. Alright, I'm going to just tell you straight out what it is. Satan's strategy is to get you to doubt. Okay? If he can get you to doubt, and he's going to get you to doubt two things. Number one, he's going to get you to doubt your assignment. The thing that God has called you to do, he's going to get you to doubt whether you meant to do that or not. The second thing He's going to get you to doubt is the Word. You know, we've got this thing. God, I know Your Word works, but does Your Word work for me? I know that You perform miracles, but am I going to get a miracle? And so many people doubt. And because they doubt, they lose out everything that God has for them. So tonight, I want us to understand that Satan is going to do this. It's not a question, it's going to come sometime. You're going to doubt your calling. You're going to doubt your anointing. You're going to doubt your purpose. You're going to doubt your assignment. Now I want you to know that your purpose in Christ isn't necessarily your assignment. In other words, your purpose could be a broad thing. Let me give you an example. God could say to you, I want you to deal with children. You're a children's church worker. Your assignment is, I want you to go to that place and do it there. You understand? So your assignment is specific. Your purpose can be a bit broader. So God will give you a specific assignment. And he'll say to you, listen, I've got an assignment for you. I want you to go and do this thing. And then you're going to sit down somewhere along the line and you're going to doubt it. There's so many people in the Bible that doubted this specific assignment that God gave them. The most common one is Gideon. Remember, God said, Gideon, I want you to go and fight. Gideon says, you must be joking. I mean, listen, I'm the nerd of the pack. I'm the weasel. That's what he said. I'm the least of the least tribe. I mean, I'm the nerdiest of the nerdiest, nerdiest. I mean, and then he negotiates with God. Okay, we try this, we negotiate, God does it. He goes, oh, let's renegotiate, God does it. Eventually he ran out of all excuses. He goes, okay man, I'll go. Can you imagine all that negotiation, all that doubt in his heart, and then he goes, and then God still says you got too many. I would have really negotiated after that lot. I said, God, you've already gone me this far, and now you tell me that I can't have this bunch? God looked at this lot and said, no, far too many. And then he sent him some home. And then he did it again. No, still too many. I mean, by then, I would have said, God, you are nuts. You've got the nerd in the front, and you've got a bunch of very few soldiers left. Remember, Gideon defeated the entire nation with 300. Okay. The army of Israel was not 300. Come on, the entire army was not 300. So God took a nerd, made him head of the army, and took 300 oaks and defeated the enemy. Let me tell you something. I wonder at what point you would have doubted your assignment in this one. And said, okay God, let's like really negotiate this. Okay? But he came back as a hero. Now I want you to know that if Satan can get you off the word of God, and doubt what God said, he's got you already. And now we see this thing right through the Bible. It starts with Eve. I loved what Satan did with Eve. He did not come to Eve and say, God's a liar. All he said to Eve, did God really say? Now how many of you have heard the word of the Lord and heard the words in your head, did God really say this? Am I sure God told me this? Come on. See, the strategy has stayed the same. Why would God tell you something and then change His mind? Now I want you to know something. This is important. God is going to talk to you and give you an instruction. And He's going to say, I want you to do that. Don't think, just do. Work it out on the way. Because God is always going to need you to step out in faith first. He never gets everything in order and says, Okay, well just follow this track. You know? God did not come to me and say, okay, Arthur, I need you to change your environment, and this is what I want you to do, this is where I want you to go, and everything's in order. God just says to me, go. And then when I pack my bags and stand on the pavement, we start to sort of work it out on the way. I'm not joking, this is how it works. You know, when I sat down and spoke to some prophets, and I said to them, guys, what is this thing happening to me? And they go, you don't need another word. Circumstances always drive you in a direction. If you know my life, that's exactly what happens. I don't need a word, I just need to look around and go, okay, well those doors are now shut. I mean, my doors are not just shut, they are welded closed. You see, I want you to know that when God speaks, you move first. Don't think, get your head out of the way. Go with what that feeling is inside and don't doubt what God has told you. Go and do it. And if you doubt, that is going to steal you from the assignment and the joy and the pleasure of setting people free. So, Satan comes to Eve and he says to her, listen, did God really say? I want us to turn to Matthew chapter 14. By the way, that was in Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 if you want. Okay, Matthew chapter 14. And then verse 31. And here's my famous oak. Well, let's pick it up at verse, where did he say? Verse 29. Alright. And Jesus says to Peter, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, now did you see he came down out of the boat, in other words, he climbed over the boat, okay? Come down over the boat, he walked on the water to Jesus. And when he saw the wind was boisterous, then he was afraid. When things started to come against him, when that thing starts coming against you, are you getting fearful? Alright, as soon as he was afraid, he began to sing and cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. And then he says to him, listen to these words, You have of little faith. Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt the word that I said come? If God tells you something, even if all hell comes against you, God's word stands. So I want to tell you something. The Bible is very clear that there are many people who have gone according to the walk that God had for them and they have quit doing what God called them because of opposition. As soon as tough times come, they quit. I want to tell you right now, God's going to raise up an army that is going to believe God against the odds. They're going to start believing God against the circumstances. I want you to know that believing in God and doing what God wants isn't always easy but it's always fulfilling. And God is going to set people free and God is going to deliver people and God is going to change people's lives because I believe with all my heart that we are coming into a season where God is truly going to raise men and women of faith. But do not allow doubt in your life. The minute that thing comes and you double check yourself, you double check yourself right again. I'm not sure. Oh yes, I'm very sure. The original word stands. God spoke to me. My first instinct was always correct. Go do what God tells you to do. So I want to tell you right now, do not get caught in this thing. In Romans chapter 14, I want to tell you something. If ever there was a situation, there was a bit of a bad situation to be in, it was this one. Go to Romans chapter 4, and I want us to look at Abraham's story. Check this out. Romans chapter 4, Verse 17, it says, As it is written, now this is God speaking about Moses, uh, Moses, Abraham, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, in the presence of him whom he believed God, who gives life to the dead, and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Okay, so he's talking about, Abraham is trusting God, who calls those things that are not as if they are. No problem. Okay, listen to this very carefully. Who tarried in hope, and in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what is spoken. Okay, so you shall descendants, um, your descendants be. Okay, so I want you to see something that in Abraham's situation. Look at verse 19. And not being weak in faith. I want you to see something. This is incredible. Look at this verse when we're finished. He did not consider his own body. Alright? Already dead. Since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. God promised him, and yet in the natural, 100% opposite. How many of you would look at a person who's 100 years old, and a granny who's 90 years old, and say they're going to have a child? Come on, from the outside you would have said, listen, there's a big cuckoo." Let alone, if it was said to you, he doesn't have to look very far. He can go, check this bud. this ain't going to work. And the Bible says that that child did not come in two minutes. Listen to me, that child did not come in two minutes. But God said, Abraham's faith never wavered because he obeyed the word of the Lord. I want to tell you something, no doubt ended Abraham's head. God said it, that said it, I don't care what happens, I don't care what the devil says, I don't care what things flood my mind. I will not speak it out, I will not believe it, I will not stand on that thing. And God said that I will give him the answer to the prayer. And God gave him Isaac, and even when God says, I want you to go kill Isaac, Abraham never wavered that God was going to do something. How do you know that? When Abraham was standing with his servants at the bottom of the mountain, go read it. He says, we will return. We're coming back, don't worry. And yet God told him that he's going to kill his son. He goes, well, you're going to kill my son, you're going to raise him. You're going to do something here, but I don't care, this is going to happen, because you promised, I already trusted for this miracle, so if this is a mess up, we better get another one. Come on, otherwise God's a liar. So I want to tell you right now, God is looking for men and women that say, I will not doubt. When that doubt comes, when that fear comes, when that unbelief comes, you push through that thing and say, I am standing on the word of God. God said it, I am going to believe it, and I'm going to trust God to see that thing happen. See, this is great, because in today's terminology, how would you have been with Abraham and Sarah? It would have been, what would you have validated this thing? A doctor's report. Hey, your womb's shut. (laughs) You're not going to make it. Okay? You are not going to make it. The doctor's report says, Sir, ain't working anymore. Man, it ain't working anymore. Here's the doctor's report. And yet, believing God's word, turned that thing around. I want to tell you the same story, like with my dad's story. They came and gave me reports. People around me said, listen, you might as well get ready to pack up. I go, I'm not packing up anything except clapping the devil. I people standing together. I appreciate you guys who fought with us. I'm telling you right now, we saw a miracle in front of our eyes. Because the doctor's report just told us what to fight. I'm grateful that they're honest. They can tell me what's packing up so that I know what to fix. You understand? I don't have a problem with that. I just have a problem believing that. See, God's word says that by stripes we will heal. It does not say by stripes you will die. So I had to sit down and make a choice and say, do I believe a doctor's report or do I believe the word of God? At this point I'd rather believe the word of God and still have my dad with us for a few more years. Come on. Like I said before I don't mind God taking my parents but He can take it in their sleep peacefully, nicely not sick and dying and suffering that's out So I want to just tell you right now when we get into these things I want you to know that doubt is not part of your makeup anymore When that thing comes you know that it's a plan of the devil It is there to stop somebody's deliverance to stop your assignment and to stop you from hearing the word of God and obeying it Now, if you get this thing right, the Bible says that you can move anything. Go to Matthew. Everybody knows the scripture, we've used this a lot. Matthew chapter 21, verse 21. Matthew 21, verse 21. Jesus said to them, Assuredly I say to you, that if you have faith and do not doubt, and do not doubt you will not only do what has been done to this victory but also that you say to this mountain be removed and cast into the sea and it will be done see that doubting is going to stop you from a miracle that doubting is going to stop you from fulfilling what God has called you to do I want to tell you right now when that doubt comes you fight it off even more than a demon knocking up at your house doubt and fear has no place in my life let me tell you something, I know what it is to have fear. I know what it is to wake up with panic attacks. I know what it is to be so uncertain about the future. I know what it is to see, be in that place and say, God, I don't know which way to go. I'm telling you now, it's not a nice place. So I'd rather be in a place of faith than fear. It's much more exciting to see how God's going to do a miracle than the devil telling me how I am. So... I'm telling you right now we have got to start fighting this doubt off in Jesus name and say God that is the assignment you told me to do I'm going to do what you tell me to do I'm going to carry on and no matter what happens I'm going to fulfill what you told me to do and this is what I really enjoy Matthew chapter 9 and I want to close with this are you guys learning something please do not go down this road don't let the devil in and what I what I really appreciate is the fact that he does this to all of us who has not doubted that God spoke to them. Come on. When, when you get that doubt and you're not sure that God spoke to you, just do it anyway. Nine out of ten times you're going to find out that it was God anyway and it wasn't the doubting, okay, that Satan was trying to do something. This is, this is Jesus' thing. Jesus is speaking and he, and he touched his eyes saying according to your faith let it be to you. Sorry verse 29 okay Jesus comes to this blind oak and he says according to your faith let it be to you. What is the guy's faith? I believe that you can heal me. You lay hands on me I'm healed. Look at that centurion when he rocked up and he said, listen, I'm a person of authority and under authority. All you have to do is just speak and I know that my servant's healed. That's awesome faith. That's trusting God, knowing that His word is true, that His word is powerful, and that I am not going to be wavered off it. And I am not deterred by what the natural is doing. I want to tell you right now, the natural will come up against you. The natural world there will be storms. Don't doubt the word of the Lord. Don't doubt what God has said. Don't doubt your assignment, what God has called you to do. Make sure you stick to that course and make sure you fulfill what God has done and said that you must do. Because I want to get those words at the end of the day. Well done, good and faithful servant. I want to hear those words. You have completed your race. You have done what I've called you to do and I want you to come home because you've done a good job. I don't want to hear, listen, you have been wishy-washy, you have missed half the stuff, you haven't listened and you've doubted so much and so unbelief and all the giftings in you has been potential sitting in a graveyard. Never fulfilled what I expected you to do. Guys, we have got to know that God has got a plan for us. Do not waver off the assignment. Ask God what He wants for you. God, what is that thing that you want me to go and do? What is your purpose for me? Why did you give me the giftings that you did? Why did you give me the family that I've got? Why? These questions, that have to be answered. You know, God has given me my entire family for our function as a family. Did you know that? I didn't choose my kids. God gave me my kids to take care of. Why? Because he knew that we've got an assignment to do and a plan and a purpose and that I would be the best person to equip them for their purpose. So my gifting and my wife's giftings and anointings together are there to train my children to fulfill their purpose that God has. That's why I was given those kids. Nothing was by accident. So I want you to know, do not allow the devil to steal from you anymore. A lot of us have been stolen. Totally stuff taken because of doubt. We're not sure if this is God. Or I'm not sure if I can do it. Just think of Gideon if it's about you can do it. Okay? When God speaks, stick to His word and believe it in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Lord I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus for every single person. Lord I thank you for the plan and the purpose that you've got for us and Lord right now I release an anointing upon each one of us Lord that we'll be so sensitive and that we will not allow doubt and fear and unbelief to come near our homes in Jesus name in our lives. Lord I thank you that we will fight it off like the plague in Jesus name Lord that we will stand in the spirit and push back everything that Satan is trying to do. But Lord that we will stick to the assignment. Lord that we will stick to the purpose. That we will go and do what you have Call us to do and Lord that we will walk in the authority, walk in the anointing and we will go and break the bondages and set people free, we will bring life in Jesus name wherever we go I thank you for this plan and purpose that you've got for each one of us in Jesus mighty name, Amen